Assassin's Creed. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we're recapping Season 4, Episode 11, The Tao of Dawson. The Tao of Dawson. <laughs> the Tao. The Tao. The Tao. <laughs> I, like, am very proud of Dawson. I feel like he's grown a lot, and it really shows in the last couple of episodes, and especially in this one. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah, statement. yeah, yeah. He's um he's a lot more likable this season. I feel like he's gotten over himself. He's grown up. He's less whiny. You know, <laughs> I don't know. He's just. I feel like his um his interactions with Gretchen have really helped him kind of yeah grow up. Yeah, and I think she's a really good character that they brought onto the show. Me too. I love Gretchen. And for a character that like I vaguely remember, like from the season, I just only remember that they brought Pacey's sister on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like this episode was basically a Gretchen and Pacey episode. And we got to know more about like her character and you know where she was where she was at before she came back to Cape Side and her relationship with her brother. And also her relationship with Dawson pre like adulthood, you know, I didn't like super, super love this episode, Jamie. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm on uh, like a little break from work because of the holidays. Mm-hmm. So my sleeping schedule is completely off and um, I feel like I'm getting sick currently. <laughs> and I really hope it's not COVID because I have been able to. Um, stay away from COVID since the pandemic happens. So I don't know what the fuck this is, but I just know that there's something wrong with my body. There so- is definitely a something going around because people are getting sick, like headaches and fevers and chills, and, and but it's not COVID. So I don't know. I mean, COVID is still out there, so it's possible, but Whatever's hitting everybody right now that we're seeing everybody pop up and be sick, it's not COVID. I just don't know what it is, some crazy cold. It's the seasons, too, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is either, but I'm just hoping Mm -hmm. it passes. So my sleeping schedule is completely off. So yesterday, I was watching this like kind of early in the day, Mm -hmm. and... And I I knew if I watched it in my bed, I would just totally fall asleep. So I watched it at my kitchen, like I normally, my kitchen table, like I normally do. And I was still starting to doze off. (laughs) And I was pushing through. There's just a lot of dialogue in this episode. Yeah. A lot, a lot of dialogue. We don't have to go over all of the words, but there is a lot of dialogue. I noticed that. They do a lot of talking, but that's okay. Yeah. But, um... I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was a good episode for character development, basically. I was happy with the end result and how everything turned out with Dawson and Gretchen. I also thought it was funny that Joey barely had any storyline this episode. (laughs) It was nice, though. I feel like they needed to do that kind of like switch over, you know? So we get a little bit of perspective from from others. And Jen wasn't it at all. No, she wasn't. It was more about Grams. And that's totally fine. Grams looks so cute. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll get into it in uh, a, a moment, momentarily. Um, but we haven't really talked before the holidays. So I was just going to see like 
how was your Christmas? I feel like we always said was Merry Christmas, and that was it. I know. And I sent you like a few short, like we were sending each other like fun, dumb, like TikToks or something. Yeah, that's but we haven't really like. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really like talk talked. Um, my Christmas was nice. I did like Christmas Eve and Christmas here, and then Christmas dinner ish lunch ish whatever i went to my dad's and i got to see all my sisters my one sister was visiting from out of state and that was great to see her and she brought her puppy and her boyfriend and then um i got to see my other sister and her boyfriend and her kids and um i got to see my other sister and meet her girlfriend and that was awesome so it was just nice to see everybody all at once it's really hard to kind of get us all together so the fact that we were all together was great I may or may not have drank two bottles of wine. (laughs) Got a little drunk and stayed up until 8 o'clock in the morning and only had three hours of sleep before I got back in my car and drove home. So, but it was fine. It was good. It was good times. Um, I also, have you ever heard of Alice in Borderland, Stephen? No. Okay. Have you ever heard of Squid Games? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch Squid Games? Uh-huh. Did you like it? Yeah. Then you need to watch Alice in Borderland. It's also on Netflix. It's in Japanese, not Korean. It's like the same type of spiel, sort of, not really, but kind of. Like there's games and people die or whatever. Um, okay. But it's awesome. So if you liked Squid Games, you'll definitely like Alice in Borderland. Okay. All right. Two I'll watch it. Out of that. Yeah. Um. So second season just came out, so... Like, literally just came out a couple days ago. Oh, okay. I like those types of shows. I remember we talked about... I talked about Squid Games on here. hmm And I felt like it was kind of hyped up for whatever it was. But it was still a good show. Like, I didn't hate it. But, but this other show sounds interesting. I'll have to check it out. Well, it sounds like you had a nice, low-key holiday. I did. Yeah. Well, that's good. How about you? How was yours? Um, well, Christmas Eve, we weren't really thinking of doing anything. So I still had like a couple of things to get because I I ended up doing everything Thursday. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go run out and get get, like whatever else I need. And we ended up just going to the supermarket and we had just like a little dinner here for ourselves. So Justin made um, clams and spaghetti and we had like fried shrimp and these like that crab rangoon really things oh it was it was so nice just, really you know, us, yeah it was fun it was nice and then for christmas we went to my sister bettina's and her wife martina and it's always like my same siblings that are there minus like a couple that always do like things with their other um like their in-laws right but the kids were there. I gave Adriana her presents. I got her this ghost face hoodie. And I just Ooh. was like, I want you to open it because I am I want to see your face. <laughs> and she was so excited to see it. I got her like this ghost face enamel pin. She was all ghost faced out. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was so happy that she like enjoyed it. And then Stella, my other niece, she's my sister Bettina's daughter. She was I got her this big thing of Play-Doh and my sister Bettina was not happy about it. <laughs> More like that. Well, yeah. I mean, Play-Doh. Well, I was like, I was like, we played with Play-Doh the last time I was here, so I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Jamie, I ordered this like Play-Doh pack, right? It yeah. was like it was like a twenty-five pack of Play-Doh, and it was only like twenty dollars on Amazon, and I didn't realize how big it was. It was huge. 
so, yeah, I was like, I'll come over and we'll make like fun Play-Dohs. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so that was cute. But we were like sitting around talking to my grandma and, you know, uh, I drank Christmas Eve. So I had like almost a whole bottle of wine myself. <laughs> but it wasn't two bottles. <laughs> no, I didn't have two bottles, but I did drink a bottle on Christmas. But I didn't have a hangover or anything. So that was nice. Me neither. But it's probably because I was still awake. <laughs> I did like pass <laughs> out though when I got home. <laughs> we got home around like 9.30ish. And then I wanted to watch the two Black Christmas movies. And what? I, there's a Black Christmas 1974 and there's a Black Christmas 2006. Oh. And I put on the 2006 version first, but I totally started to doze off while it was on. Um, and then I woke up and I put on the 1974 version and I dozed off watching that. <laughs> but it was still on. So yeah, of course. I watched it. It counts. <laughs> yeah, it counts. So I, I watched those, but I was baking on, on Christmas Day before we went over my sister's. I wasn't really happy with how the cookies turned out. And Justin makes those tricolor cookies, okay. Italian cookies. Yeah. And he wasn't happy how they turned out either, but they were really good. Jamie, I've been eating nothing but sugar for like the past like four days. <laughs> I baked a cake. I asked my dad. I was like, what oh, yeah. I... How'd that turn out? Yeah. I was like, what can I bring? You know? Yeah. I need. I don't want to come in empty handed. He's like, if you bring chocolate cake, I'll help you eat it. I said, okay. So I made this chocolate cake with Oreo cream cheese frosting. Oh, God. Uh, from scratch. Well, the cake wasn't, but everything else. I have so much. I still have frosting left over. I might have to make a second cake. But I made a two-layer cake, um, and I, I took it there, and they everybody ate like at least half the cake before the night was through. Uh, so I got a lot of compliments. Everybody loved it. So I was like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, so I have all this frosting. I need to, um, I guess, get my hands on some more cake mix and make another cake. I didn't even get any of the cake. And then the next morning when people were still eating it, I was like, ah, uh, no, because I had no interest in food. <laughs> so um, they're like, we're going to go out to breakfast. And I'm like, I'm going to go home. Oh you guys God. have fun. I don't want to smell food. I don't want to look at the food. I don't want to be anywhere near the food. I just want to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> so I Oh, my home. God. Wait, so so you drank so much that you just didn't want to eat? Well, like, I don't want to say that I was hungover, but I wasn't, like, feeling so great the next day. I was tired. I only had three hours of sleep. Um, I was a little dehydrated. Yeah. Which I was drinking water, but you know how, like, sometimes when you're thirsty and then you drink too much water, you still kind of feel sick? Yeah. Yeah, I so I had, that th- I had that going on. So I was just like, honestly, I, just, I was too tired. I was like, I just want to go to sleep, so I'm going to go home and... My mom ended up ordering pizza and I did have like one slice of pizza and then took a nap. That's always, I always want like greasy pizza after I'm like hungover and like soda, hmm. like soda. Are you ready for New Year's? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm going to go hang out with my friend and her boys. Oh, that's nice. And watch them make a lot of noise. I don't know what we're doing yet. It's our anniversary. No. So... I don't know. I think he said he wants to do something with his, like, take his mom out or something. I don't know. But we usually go to, like, one of my siblings' house afterwards. I don't know. We're playing it by ear. So. But for the most part, I don't know. I think I had, like, a pretty decent holiday, considering, like, the lead-up to it has been very stressful, and I I haven't been really about it. Yeah. I know we both were sort of, like, in this weird space with the holiday coming up, and I did decorate. I'm just happy Christmas is over. (laughs) So happy. (laughs) 
I'm just happy that I'm off of work and not worrying about anything at the moment. <laughs> I got all caught up on um, Miami Housewives and I watched, um, I watched the second season of White Lotus. Have you heard of that show? Heard of it. Haven't seen it. Don't know what it's about. Um, well, I watched the first season and I didn't think it was that interesting. People were talking so much about it, like how amazing it was. I didn't really get it. I thought mm-hmm. it was weird. But I watched the second season because of the cast, just just for the cast. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I started to realize that I am Aubrey Plaza's character in that show. So if anybody's listening to us watches The White Lotus, I am Harper. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying that. (laughs) Just call him Harper. It's it. It was like a weird um, it was a weird eye opening experience, Jamie. I was like wait, I do that. Wait, wait, I am I like that? Wait, <laughs> oh my God, I've been in this exact situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling parallels. Yeah, exactly. And it freaked me out. And Aubrey Plaza plays it so well. <laughs> like, she's amazing. If you don't know what Aubrey Plaza is, she was on Parks and Recreation. Mm. She's a comedian, but she's been in like everything lately. She's a really good actress. But yeah, right now I'm just like doing whatever. Sleeping, sleeping late, not sleeping, trying to get the podcast stuff done, making sure I post on our social medias. I really have no agenda. Today I got stuff done, but other than that, I really haven't done anything. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. So, yeah. <laughs> I just hope 2023 is better, better Me too. than 2022. It's going to be. It has to be. We got and, this. you know, our shit gets together in 2023. Our shit comes together in 2023. (laughs) (laughs) One big, squishy, smelly mess. Pile of shit. (laughs) Pile of shit just turns into gold. Yeah. I hope hope that shit forms a new uh, place for us to live. (laughs) That's what I hope. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's it for me. I'm glad we both had pretty low-key holidays and like i said i'm looking forward to the new year and seeing what that brings maybe it'll bring us exciting things for the podcast yeah hopefully yeah let's see let's let's put out positive vibes and see what happens positive vibes (laughs) oh all right jamie are you ready to uh talk about this episode ready let's do it all right this week we are breaking down season four episode 11 the Tao of dawson Air January 10th, 2001, written by Jeffrey Stepakoff and directed by Keith Samples. Uh, by the way, Jeffrey Stepakoff is the writer of that book that I bought called A Million Dollar Kiss, which is about the third season of Dawson's Creek. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I was exercising. By the way, I haven't exercised all week. <laughs> I took the week off. Um, I was exercising last week and I looked over and I go, Jeffrey Stepakoff, that name sounds so familiar. And then um, I think he directed the last episode that we talked about. And I go, that's so funny because I was like, that sounds so familiar. So hmm. makes sense that he wrote a book about the show. Yeah. Um, did I say who it was directed by? Directed by Keith Samples? Yes. Sounds right. familiar. 
<laughs> good, old, good old Keith Samples. <laughs> <laughs> With his last name and all. Maybe he's got samples of other things. Like he gives out samples at... Uh, Mr. BJ's. Samples, do you have a sample? <laughs> do you remember when you were little and you got to go to BJ's or like Costco or whatever and get samples, but your parent had to be there? Nope. Like, you never did that? We didn't go to BJ's or Costco. Oh. <laughs> I'm just assuming everybody did. <laughs> uh-uh. You know what my childhood was? Wandering the aisles of ShopRite, pulling the um, <laughs> pulling the coupons out of those red things in oh the hallways God. and watching them spit a new one out. Collected Such a waste. Those things like <laughs> collected those things like money. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Jamie. That's what I did. <laughs> I said, "Oh, this is fun." Pull my brother and I would just go around and pull them. Listen, they probably part of the reason why they stopped doing that is because kids kept just probably emptying them out. I mean, come on, you put these things in here that we can just grab while we're bored, while our parents are dragging us up and down the shop right aisle. I mean, come on, of course that's what we're gonna do. Oh my God, what? A, how else are we supposed to entertain ourselves? Throw cans on the ground and watch them get dented? Like, come on. What is this? Get botulism. Big, big daddy. Like. <laughs> um, I found a Dawson's Creek magazine at ShopRite the other night. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like the 25th anniversary magazine or whatever. Oh. And I was looking for it because somebody said they found it at CVS. But it was, you know, like how BTS has like a hundred different magazines. Yes. Yeah, it's like, it was like something like that. I never see one for Dawson's Creek. So I was like, I have to buy it because we're doing a podcast about Dawson's Creek. <laughs> and I love the show. Yeah. So I bought that. It was like a little gift to myself. It was like, I think it was like $13. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Well, I mean, for a magazine, I don't really know. Magazines are, I don't buy them. And the last bag, the last magazine I bought was a BTS, BTS Time <laughs> magazine. They were on the cover, I think, of Time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I mean, magazine. It's like, I probably know every single piece of information that's in the fucking magazine anyway, but I just wanted to get it because it was like some collector's edition. So sure. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> well, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not judging. I don't judge. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm judgment free over here. Just call me Switzerland. No. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, we open with Dawson and Pacey and we see them sitting out on a dock they're fishing it's early morning it's clearly cold because they're wearing heavy jackets yeah and pacey says maybe they're too early and the fish are asleep and dawson's like pacey fish don't sleep <laughs> and pacey tells him that he's really happy they're hanging out but did it have to be before sunrise and dawson's like well i have something to tell you that i think will keep you awake and he's like i really like your sister and pacey's like you like like her or you like like her like her and Dawson says, we're talking about Gretchen Witter, not Winnie Cooper. So Pacey doesn't seem very happy about this. He's kind of like annoyed, I would say. Well, yeah, of course he's annoyed. And he had to have known it was coming, though. I mean, I come know. on. By the way, I had to look it up if fish actually sleep or not. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys were curious about this, if you didn't already know, while fish do not sleep in the same way that land mammals sleep, most fish do rest. Research mm -hmm. shows that fish may reduce their activity and metabolism while remaining alert to danger. Some fish float in place, some wedge themselves into a secure spot in the mud or coral, and some even locate a suitable nest. 
Fun mm-hmm. fact. And just in case anybody wanted to know that, you're welcome. Jamie's back on her Google shit. <laughs> <laughs> back on my Google shit. Make that into a song. <laughs> you would always stop and just start looking stuff up. And I'd be like, are you looking this up? And you're like, I mean, yeah. I want to know. That's the, that's the perks of having, you know, smartphones these days. It's a lot easier to do research, a lot quicker results. I know. It really is. It's it's a, um. what's the word? Like we're spoiled. <laughs> yeah. And the generation and two that are below us are even more spoiled and it shows. <laughs> yeah. So Pacey's like, well, what level of like are you with her, Dawson? And Dawson's like, I'm, cra- I'm crazy about her. <laughs> he talks like, he talks like so serious. I'm crazy well, about a, her, Pacey. He's a very serious person. <laughs> and his hair just keeps getting longer. He looks actually, his hair did not bother me this episode. He has like this, like, not slicked back look, but I feel like he's kind of got this Jack Dawson thing going on, but like it's working for him. I don't know. Oh, from the Titanic? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's... long, but it's pulled, like it's like, it's groomed. I don't know. It's not like a crazy mess. At least this episode, it wasn't. I feel like they were trying so hard to get him to look like Dawson from season one. Well, maybe. Yeah. So Pasty says, well, you've had a crush on her for years. That's all this is, right? And he says, well, it's more than a grade school crush. And even though she won't acknowledge it, I think she feels the same way about me. And he's like, Dawson, that's a hell of a lot to digest before breakfast. (laughs) He tells Pacey that if he had come to him, told him how he felt about Joey, it would have been a hell of a lot easier. And Pacey says, we're friends, but sisters are, and Dawson's like off limits. And Pacey says, yeah, sisters are like mothers, only pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that made me laugh. So Dawson tells him that he's not asking for his permission. He's just letting him know. And Pacey just like, he like rolled his neck. Like he was so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well, what are your plans? And Dawson says, nothing. I'm just going to let things play out. It's the one thing you learned last spring. Some things can't be forced. And Pacey's like, so your plan is not of a plan? He's like, exactly. So Pacey says, the Tao of Dawson is to do nothing. And Dawson says, I've done nothing so far and we've already kissed. The best thing I can do is to keep on doing nothing. I was like, accurate. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Good for him. I feel like Pacey uh, can't say anything. No. And that's why he hasn't. I mean, like he started, but, you know, he's not going to argue with with Dawson when Dawson says, you know, his responses to him. So I feel like they both have handled it correctly. Like Pacey's like, all right, well, this is how I'm feeling about it. And Dawson's like, yeah, and I respect that, but also I don't care, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they respect that about each other. So yeah, nobody's pushing or anything. They're just, they're out, they're open, they're honest. But in the end, it, you know, Pacey doesn't have a say in it and he recognizes that. So, yep. Even when he said like sisters are off limits and I, yeah. and I wanted to be like, well, so were so like, were ex girlfriends, but okay, bros before hoes. <laughs> <gasps> you did not just call Joey a hoe. Take it back, sir. Well, she has dated every single guy on the show <laughs> uh-huh. for like a minute. <laughs> so now we are with Pacey and Gretchen, and they're driving to school. They're driving to her school to pick up her car from her ex, Nick. Did you like Nick? Uh. What the hell is this actor's name? Christian Kane. He was in Buffy and da- an Angel. Oh, he was an Angel. Angel. Yeah. He worked um, at Heart, Wolf and Heart, right? Wolfram and Heart. 
Wolfram and Hart. Yeah, Wolfram and Hart. Hart. That's right. He's from Wolfram and Hart. He's in something else too. I feel like he was in Blade or something. Maybe some kind of vampire, not just Buffy though, like something else. Hold on, I'll look him up. I feel like it was Blade. I feel like he annoyed me in this episode. I feel like he's not very tall. No, I didn't get the impression that he was. And I was like, Gretchen, this is what you dated? <laughs> this guy? This is who you went out with? Nick? Nick, 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 Nick. Christian Kane, Nick, T- he played Nick Taylor. Uh, he's been in everything. Jesus. You said it, he was in Supernatural for one episode. Okay. Um, you said it was like a um vampire show? Something. Like Blade. I feel like I keep getting this impression that he was in Blade. One of the Blade movies. Hmm. I don't know why. I can almost see his face. Unless I'm thinking of Wolfram and Hart. Unless I'm thinking of Buffy. But I thought it was like darker than that. Yeah, I don't see it. He was was actually in the Broken Hearts Club, the Greg Berlanti show. Then it was probably Buffy that I'm thinking of. I just have a darker memory of it. Or if it was Angel that he was in. That's probably why. Because for some reason, Angel leaves like a darker impression in my mind than Buffy does. Same. So... Because Angel was such a dark show. Yeah, it was. And I mean, it didn't Literally, help. it was like a dark show. <laughs> and that's how Buffy was in the beginning, too, because of, you know, the, the era and how they filmed everything and how dramatic it was. But Angel was like that through and through. It was a very dark show. Yeah. So in my head, things get kind of cloudy, <laughs> right? It's just it's when I remember it in the playback, everything is still really dark. So it's hard for me to, like, really remember Anyways, um, <laughs> how did I feel about him? I don't know. I like had to keep reminding myself that he wasn't aware of certain things, but he's a total tool in this episode. Like, oh my god, total tool! Tool. <laughs> he's a tool. Total tool. Nobody likes fuck boys. No, that's exactly what he was. I wrote he's that on my notes boy. too. Yeah. He's just nothing but a fuck boy. And he's like, Pacey, guys like us gotta stick up for each other like look out for each other i'm like thinking to myself dude you're legit trying to get with his sister and you're gonna talk about other women and we need to stick together guys like (laughs) us like dude you mean to tell me you're cheating on my my sister if you hook up like no what kind of idiot is this man this man is (laughs) dumb as fuck like wow (laughs) and he took her tires off purposely of her car oh yeah he wanted her that it was him manipulating the situation to get her to stay so that he could get laid yep that's all that was (sighs) oh god we'll get to that jesus yeah i'm glad gretchen is just smarter than like she's smart she's very smart she is she's aware she's consciously aware of what's happening she just needed to make a decision on whether she was going to allow it to happen or not you know Mm -hmm. what i mean exactly so pacey's like why are you in such a rush to get there and she's like, I just want to get there and pick up my car and we can be out of there by night. And Pacey's like, oh, I'm excited. I really love Nick. And Gretchen's like, you don't even know him, Pacey. <laughs> and he says, me and Nick, dos amigos. <laughs> and Gretchen's like, you sat with him for a couple of hours last Christmas when I brought him home. And Pacey says, I know that he likes the Patriots, pretzels, and a good party. He'd rather sleep in sale than study. And his favorite song is Freebird. And Gretchen says, you just described yourself. <laughs> and Pacey says, I think it's wonderful that the two of you will be spending some quality time together. And she says, is the sudden proclivity for her ex-boyfriend have anything to do with a certain fair-haired pal of his? That's <laughs> like, obviously, Gretchen. Duh. <laughs> so Pacey's like, whatever. And he pretends that it doesn't bother him. And Gretchen says that their kiss at the holiday party meant nothing. 
And PC says, I guess you've earned my trust. This music doesn't entirely suck. And then he reads great tunes for Gretchen from Dawson. And Gretchen looks over as if to say, like, uh, <laughs> he made me a mix CD. <laughs> and Pacey says, that would be Leary. He made a mix CD for you. How sweet. Pacey's like, Gretchen, isn't Nick so handsome? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Pacey's on this whole thing trying to get Gretchen to get back with her ex. So she's not, you know, spending any time with Dawson. Dawson. Right. Which is what he does not want to happen. But Gretchen, like we said, is a lot smarter than that. And she'd rather date a 17-year-old boy <laughs> than her college fuckboy. Which is fine, you know. Somebody who worships you or somebody who just wants to hit it and quit it? I mean, it's different if you're not wanting to be in a relationship and you just want to go fuck. And that's Yeah, but she's okay. even that. Yeah, well, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying... But she's, she's also she's back in Cape side and she's spending a lot of time with him. So I feel like that's where the writers were kind of like smart about the whole age difference because they are they working together. They're spending all this time together. It's not like it's that abnormal in this like small town. So if they were to get together, I don't think it would be that shocking. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to say anything. I mean, we're talking about the town that's got teachers that, like, you know, they're students. So <laughs> if they can survive this happening on several occasions, then I'm pretty sure they can they can survive Gretchen and Dawson. <laughs> Gretchen's going to be at a board school board meeting at the end of the day at the, um, like, Tamara did <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. The school board meeting had a had a case. About Tamara sleeping with a student. <laughs> and Gretchen's like, I don't even work for the school. Why am I here? <laughs> they just drag her down anyway. Um, so now we're with Dawson and Jack. They're moving furniture around in his house. I'm assuming that it was for the nursery. Yeah, that's the room that they're in. And he's like, Jack, was it weird when Pacey was dating Andy? And before he even answered, I was like, why would it be weird? He didn't even know Pacey when Andy was dating Pace. He didn't even know Pacey when Andy was dating him. Yeah. And um, Jack says, no, why? And Dawson says, because Pacey really doesn't like the idea of me and Gretchen. And Jack says, well, she's his sister and you're his friend. I didn't really know Pacey when they started dating. And I was like, exactly. They like read my mind. I just said that. Um, but if I had to think about you and Andy, let's not go there. <laughs> It is weird they never got Andy and Dawson together. I always thought that they would. I'm kind of glad they didn't. Why? Because they'd be like swapping partners. I didn't even really think of it like that. But just more because, I don't know, they had enough issues on their own. And I just, I didn't think that Dawson and Andy, like... Connected. Right. Not on that kind of level. Like, you never really seen them that close to begin with. Yeah. And I don't think Dawson would be able to deal with somebody, like, with the mental issues that andy had because dawson's so (laughs) self-centered right and i mean (laughs) he'd be like andy i I have to complain right now they really had that much of like an opportunity anyways but even still they just i feel like their personalities they wouldn't have gotten along like andy and pacey they make sense andy's controlling pacey's not they balance each other out and they you know they mean they she helped Pacey, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was a, a a relationship that was beneficial to the point where it helped him grow. Like, they helped each other. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's a beneficial relationship that made sense. Um, I just don't think that Dawson and Andy would have had that kind of relationship. I don't think that they could. I don't think that their characters like would have connected that kind of way. Like I didn't, I don't know. I, I'm glad that they didn't try to force it because I feel like it would have been forced and it would not have worked. I feel like they're the type of people that would date years later. Like they'd meet up later in life as like grown adults and maybe like go out on a date and see that maybe they have something in common because they're like not teenagers anymore this is an excellent question that we can ask our listeners and see what their opinion is with it because to be honest i just don't see the chemistry i don't think even later in life that they would have ever like (laughs) would have ever done the you know horizontal tango i just don't think that uh that (laughs) they would have fucked jamie i just don't i just don't see them romantically involved i just don't i feel like it's just not something like i feel like they would just look at each other and be like nah (laughs) i don't know she did touch his dirty underwear that time remember yeah and she wasn't even phased by it she's just like yeah here but by the way so who's that guy like or whatever she was there about and they threw up together after a night of drinking and singing the blues so oh yeah that just spells romance (laughs) she's like (laughs) let's make out and he's like okay So now we see Mitch and Gal coming in the room behind them. And Mitch says that Dawson may have a sister, so he may understand. So like Mitch was listening to the whole conversation. And Dawson's like, or a brother. And they're going to find out the sex of the baby. But they can't decide if they want to find out or keep it a secret. And Dawson's like, well, I have pink paint and blue paint. Like, I have to figure out what I'm going to paint the room. But at the end of the episode, he's painting it blue. So he's assuming that he's going to have a brother. (laughs) Was it blue or was it like green color? I thought it was like a. I thought it was blue. I thought it was green. I could have swore he was painting it blue. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he has a sister in the end. Yeah, he has a sister. Yeah, I thought your like neutral would be yellow or gray. Isn't that like what you're supposed to do? I don't know. Do I look like I have kids? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. No, like (laughs) gray and yellow is a really pretty color for boy or girl. I like that that together. Yeah, it is. I like that, too. So then Dawson just so happens to find the very last letter that he wrote to Gretchen, but he never sent. And he reads it later in the episode, but he's like looking over it and he's like, oh, my God, it's just so embarrassing and lovesick. And Jack says, well, you should say some of that to her now. And he says, I already told her how I felt like an adult. And Jack says, maybe you try telling her like a kid. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that that always works. (laughs) And Dawson reminds him that the last time he tried telling someone how they felt as a kid, he entered a boat race. Do you remember that? And he says, <laughs> oh, yeah, you oh, almost destroyed yeah. my dad's boat and killed your best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Everybody remembers that. And then they almost got into a fight right on the dock. <laughs> remember when he remember when he was so excited because he thought he won? Yeah, Joey's Joey's like, you're an idiot. If you knew anything about anything, you'd know you just got disqualified. (laughs) (laughs) And Pacey's like, what were you trying to do, man? You almost tried to kill me. And he's like, but I won. (laughs) They're like, no, you didn't. (laughs) You just screwed us all. (laughs) So stupid. Um, Dawson's like, she knows how I feel. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Now we cut to Joey at the CYC, the Cape Side Yacht Club. And Joey's moving a sign that says it's closed for annual renovations. So they have annual renovations at the Yacht Club for what? I have a feeling it's mostly just swapping out decor. 
or boats? <laughs> like, do you have to move boats? I don't know, because everything that they were doing had to do with, like, inside the rooms. Like, Joey had, like, they had all the glasses lined up. Maybe they were switching out whatever glasses they were being used. They had, she was, like, she was taking the, she was putting freaking lamps in a box. Oh, right, she was. Yeah, so I have a feeling whatever it is is just, like, an annual, probably, like, like, spruce. Okay. Sprucing it up. (laughs) That takes a whole day. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't know how big the place is, and if it's just two people doing it, aka just one person doing it, aka Joey, then yeah, probably probably takes a whole week. You're right. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Drew was not lifting a finger. He's sitting at the thing, talking, to, sitting at the bar, you know, talking about whatever he's talking about. Girls. Yeah, he's like, should I go off the with the cheerleader or a drama club chick? And Joey says, flip a coin. Heads is a bimbo. Taz is a skank. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where's the love, Potter? Where's and she says, <laughs> she says, I lost it after working with you the last six days. And he's like, how are you going to observe the Sabbath? And she's like, I'm studying for my midterms. Because <laughs> they're off or something, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's from... Winter break? Yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess so. They just had the holidays, right? It's probably winter break. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. They don't really explain it. So he says, let me guess how to keep a boyfriend and your virginity or the many uses of the human hand. And she says, finally, a subject you know all about. So then at that moment, Mrs. Valentine enters and tells her bastard son that his father's spirit guide told him that he could leave his crystals in meditation mat long enough to come into New York to see his only son. And Drew's not happy about this. She gives him a bus ticket and she's like, you got to go see your dad. And Drew's like, I don't want to see my dad. So then Joey goes to leave and he tells her that he's like, you're not done. We have to bring a bunch of the stuff down to the storage room. And Joey's really annoyed now. So now we cut to Gretchen's college campus. Well, it's not our college campus. We're at Nick's um, like frat house, right? Yeah. It's or, like a frat wherever house. he lives. It's a frat house. It's definitely a frat house. And there's like people everywhere. And Pacey's like, this is my kind of place. Well, Pacey, you could go there if you like, you know, graduated high school so then gretchen reminds him that they're just getting her car and they're leaving and pacey's like well that might be difficult and then they point to the car and it's just like totally in pieces it's not really in pieces so it's up on cinder blocks there are no wheels on it and i think the hood was propped up yeah so this guy's making a real big show right he purposely did all this so then gretchen sees her car with two tires missing hoods up she's pissed she says, I can't believe I fell for his bullshit again. <laughs> and she sees Nick come out of the house with a girl and they hug each other and they say goodbye. And Gretchen and Pacey get out and they start walking towards Nick. And he says, hi. And she's like, you son of a bitch. And he says, I can explain. And he tells her, um, so Nick took the tires off because of the low tread from all of her road trips. And he tells her that he knew he was going to risk losing her trust. But if something happened to her, he couldn't live with that. So he's like, I want yeah, to. Yeah, like, this is my way of making you feel like I like I care about like you. I give a shit. So Pacey's like, oh, yeah, thanks for looking out for her, man. And Gretchen laughs and, she's, and she says, yeah, Nick Taylor is a renowned protector of women. <laughs> So I wrote, Nick is a creep, and he tells her the name of the girl that he was just hugging, and Gretchen's like, I don't give a fuck who that was. And he says, she lives here, but I asked her to do me a favor and stay at her mom's so that she could take her room for the night. And I was like, 
what i'm thinking to myself is this like do they have covid like i don't know rush like i don't like greek housing i don't i've never heard of a co-ed greek house you know what i mean like unless it's what do you mean not, she's sleeping there i don't know unless it's one big party house everybody's renting i don't yeah, know Yeah, that's what i mean maybe it's just like an off-campus house maybe but what girl would do that unless he lied to her and said like he had a friend coming but like they're having like a big party that weekend and she's like i'll go stay at my mom's <laughs> she's I'll give up my bedroom. too maybe she doesn't know about the party maybe she just thinks that the girl is staying and she's giving up her bed for a girl she's the one that everybody in the house lies to <laughs> <laughs> probably what was her name again oh i didn't even write it down I'm going to say know, it was like Melissa. Her. She was inconsequential. Yeah. He was just doing it to make her jealous, but she didn't even care. Nope. Um, so now we're with Dawson and he sees Brooks leaving Grams' house. Dun, dun, dun. Like what? Get a Grams. Get a Grams. Get a, get a, and get, he a, says, get a girl. <laughs> I'll see you tonight, Evelyn. And she <laughs> says, I can hardly wait, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> and they see Dawson and Brooks says, if you value your life, not a word. So then he's bringing clothes over to donate to the church. And he's like, are you dating? He asks Grams if they're dating. Yeah, he's like, are you guys dating? Oh, Dawson, please. At my age, one does not date. And he says it sounded like you were going to see him later on tonight. We are simply having dinner at your parents' restaurant. And then we are going to the Rialto 16 to see Almost Famous. Yep, sounds like a dinner and movie to me. (laughs) Wait, Jamie, isn't this so funny? We were literally just talking about Almost Famous. The last episode. Oh, Isn't that yeah, funny? True. Yeah. So yeah, she that's Dawson says sounds like a date. So she says, Say, are you this protective of Jennifer? And he says, Well, Jen is well versed in the pitfalls and problems of relationships. And she says <laughs> Not that an older lady wouldn't be. I know. You know. Well, she's only been with that guy she kissed on the beach or whatever, right? And then she got with Gramps. Gramps. Yeah, but she's been in a really <laughs> long relationship. She's not like completely inept. Well, she doesn't have much experience. Mm. What about her daughter when she was growing up? Surely she learned something through that. Yeah, but not like... All right, Stephen, fine. I concede this this round. <laughs> <laughs> I concede this round. <laughs> I hope I'm using that word right. <laughs> that was funny. Um, she says, although I have not felt this way since Jennifer's... Jennifer's grandfather passed on. I assure you, I am also very well versed. And then she thanks him for his concern. So now we're with Joey and Drew bringing the stuff down to the storage room. And we see that it's really dark down there. And um, he goes to help her. And she's like, don't touch me. It's creepy enough being down here with you. (laughs) And then he actually turns the light on. And then he moves boxes away from the door. And of course, the door shuts. And he breaks the doorknob. and she's like don't move those boxes and then that's when the door shuts and she's like drew and um he's like this could be a problem then joey freaks out for a minute and she's like there has to be another way out there has to be another way out good thing there wasn't like a fire or something in that room oh my god i know they die yeah oh no he had his phone he would have to bring but joey didn't know that and neither did the watchers until later yeah, the whole time I was watching, too, I was like... But even still, like, safety. Just in Wait. general. What if somebody didn't and they were in that room and a fire occurred and they got locked in? I mean, Then they would die. Um, yeah. Did you did you think he did it on purpose? Because I didn't remember this at all. Um, 
I don't know how how like extent it was. Like he had a phone on him, so he could have gotten out at any time. He didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he used um the situation to his advantage or if it was planned from the beginning. I don't know. But I would assume if he's more familiar with that building than Joey is, he would know that the door is busted. Yeah, so that to me sounds like it was premeditated. Right. Because he made her bring down the stuff to the rest of the storage room, even though she thought she was done. Right. So maybe he did like say, all right, well, here's something I can do. I can lock us downstairs. That way I don't have to see my dumb dad. So yeah, Joey's like, there's no way out or there has to be another way out. And he says, yeah, there is on Monday when the cleaning crew comes in. So Joey's banging on the door and he's like, if you keep doing that, you're going to hurt yourself. And she's like, I'm going to hurt you if you don't shut the fuck up, Drew. And she tries to open the door by picking the lock. Did you have a bobby pin? I don't remember. It was an an eyebrow pencil or something. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pencil. Was and a then I kept pencil. thinking, Joey Joey Potter has an eyebrow pencil or or whatever. <laughs> it's just interesting that she carried it with her in her purse, but yeah. <laughs> maybe she was doing makeup later because she had a date with Pacey. She's... Well, she didn't have a date with Pacey because no. Pacey was leaving, so there went that. Yeah. She's so feminine anymore. <laughs> I guess so. Bessie's not putting lipstick on her anymore as she leaves the house. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a too tall girl from the wrong side of the creek. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells her that she should have let him help her when he offered. And he's like, you know, I understand why you're still a virgin. You have major trust issues with men. And now he's going through her purse. He's going through her rations. <laughs> and she tells him that if he touches her or her stuff one more time, she's going to put her eyebrow pencil through his heart. <laughs> she reminded me of Buffy right there. I'm going to put know. my pencil through your heart. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you know that she was almost cast as Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Really? Yeah. And Selma Blair was almost that. cast as Joey Potter. I didn't know that. But I can't imagine her as Buffy. I think... They did the right thing in choosing Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think she was perfect. Oh my god, I know. She's she's Buffy. She is Buffy. She is Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar needs to cool it with the face tuning on her social media. She's she does not look old at all. She looks very good for her age. She's not even old. And when she posts pictures on her social media, she does that Facetune app where it makes her look completely different than what she really looks like. And it kind of bothers me because i'm like she does not need to do that she looks so good as it is oh, i have no idea i don't notice <laughs> i don't i don't you can tell because they're it's like their face goes inward more and it's like really super thin around the mouth and like their eyes get really big it's, oh. it's all fake it's weird it makes i feel like that kind of look makes people look sick well it makes them look um. like a brats doll um. they look like brats dolls to me i don't know um oh my god steven so this is now that we're talking about brats dolls for like a second i was using the filters on snapchat (laughs) oh my god were you a brats doll i was for a second a very pretty one by the way but also i made myself look like a guy for a second like what i would look like as a dude let me Uh send you this picture oh my god i can't wait to see your expressions can we post it on can we post it on the instagram yeah i don't care hold on um i did the filter where i was like a baby <laughs> so this one <laughs> sent oh my god <laughs> i'd fuck you <laughs> <laughs> look at your eyebrows right? dude and you're <laughs> wait what wait 
This was on Snapchat? <laughs> this is a Snapchat filter. Wait, let me see. Jamie. <laughs> it looks like it's like your twin brother. I know. <laughs> you look so cute. With your eyelashes and everything. <laughs> I know. This is me as a Bratz doll. Hold on. I'm going to send that to you. <laughs> <laughs> is he seeing anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, get down with my bad self. <laughs> I showed my mom and she's like, that's creepy. <laughs> Isn't it funny how they do these things? Yeah. That's your brat cell? I guess, yeah. I mean. I don't know. <laughs> it just looks like, yeah, like you look like you have like a plastic head, but. <laughs> it's like a like, cartoon version of myself. Yeah, exactly. But the boy one, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I look like a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's so funny. <laughs> it's the smirk, I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, funny. it's your smirk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me see if I can find them for me. What are they called? Where... I don't know. Well, let me see if I can find it. Because those pictures them. looked really good. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Hold on. I found the girl. Oh my god! Look at this. Yeah, I found it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, Steven. <laughs> look how hot I look in this one. <laughs> oh my God. Don't forget to save these. We got to use I, them. I am. That's what I should look like in real Whoa, life. Whoa, sir. I Whoa. know. Look at you. <laughs> I look so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> damn, sir. Damn. Still not my type, but damn, sir. <laughs> I know. I can't stop looking at myself. <laughs> You're feeling it, huh? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to send it to Justin. <laughs> I look like a model. <laughs> Sorry. I, we totally derailed for a second just, there. Yeah, but... you just got me all distracted with my own picture. <laughs> oh, God. Those are really good jeans. <laughs> right, dude? I was looking at mine. I'm like, all right, sir. Get down with my bed. So. Well, what is it that everybody was saying um, with these these things that if you uh, if you weren't interested in yourself as an opposite in the opposite gender, then your standards are too high or something like that. I'm like, well, I know my standards oh, yeah. are too high. Wait, look at my <laughs> look at me with my uh, glasses off. Okay, I see you. Are you sending me a picture? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Damn. I know. God, why can't I really look like that, dude? You look like a gym rat. <laughs> God, Snapchat is so weird. You look like a gym rat, dude. I know. If I went to the gym, I still wouldn't look like that. You have to let me know what he says when he sees it. God, I can only imagine. Oh, stop it. It does kind of look like me. It's just a better version. <laughs> it does look like you. Stephen 2.0. I just want to stare at myself all day. <laughs> all right. Focus. You can look at yourself later. I should have saved that for later. <laughs> I know. All right. Where are my notes? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We both make hot men. You're already a man. That doesn't make any sense. I make it makes me look like a hotter man. Yeah, you look like a hotter man. I look like a hot man. <laughs> Great. Um yeah, I feel like I just now I don't like how I look. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we cut to Pacey and Nick. They're in a hot tub at the house in the middle of the party. And they're the only two in there. And Nick is telling Pacey, imagine a town where everyone is your age. The beer flows like tap water and the parties are ubiquitous and eternal. And Pacey says, this is the life. 
And Nick says, let's face it, high school sucks. And Pacey says, man was not created to spend seven hours a day, five days a week, crammed into a desk. I was like, that's the true statement. Yeah. Um, Can we say it a little louder for the people in the back? Yeah, who actually sit at a desk all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're acting like two peas in a pod. Gretchen says, more like two slackers in a tub. <laughs> so then Gretchen's called away by someone. They're like, Gretchen, come over here. Gretchen. And Nick says, no offense, but I must say, all of her is fine. And Pacey says, no offense taken. And now that you mention it, she could really use a guy like you in her life. And Nick's like, she doesn't have a guy in her life back home. And he's like, no, you should go for it, my friend. So then Jack's telling Dawson. Oh, wait, we're back with Jack and Dawson. Yes. <laughs> so now we're back with Jack and Dawson. And um, Jack's telling Dawson that when the new baby is about to graduate high school, he'll be 36 years old. And Dawson's not even listening. He says he's worried about Graham's getting her heart broken because of Brooks. Jack says, I thought her heart belonged to the Lord. <laughs> and Dawson's like, no, it's Brooks. And Jack is shocked, but happy for her. And he says, now she has someone to keep her company, read with, build fires with. After all, she did say that love is the hottest of woods. <laughs> he even does a, a Graham's impersonation. <laughs> and Dawson tells Jack that Brooks is dying. And Jack's confused as to how Grams would fall for someone who's sick again after losing her husband. And Dawson's like, Grams doesn't know. He hasn't told her. He won't tell her. <laughs> so Jack's shame. like, oh, <laughs> I was like, what? You have to do something? <laughs> or shame. So Jack's like, well, you have to. Someone has to or I will. I'm not going to hurt Grams like this. Dawson's like, you should have seen how happy she was. And Jack says, that's only because she doesn't know the truth. He says, you were happy before finding out Pacey and Joey were seeing each other. Would you have rather stayed in the dark or rather someone told you the difficult truth at the beginning? And he literally said this to Pacey in the beginning of the episode, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I wrote that correctly. But Jack says to him, you were happy before finding out about Pacey and Joey, right? And Dawson said to Pacey while they're fishing, if you had just come to me and said, this is what's up, it probably would have gone completely different. Right. So it's like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess Dawson's trying to be a little bit more proactive about it, whereas Pacey and Joey were kind of scared to tell him. So, Well, I'd be scared to tell him, too. He throws tantrums. (laughs) I know, dude, for real. He might have, like, done something really drastic. That's the end of the scene. I don't even know. That was such a weird scene. Yeah. My notes notes are weird, Jamie. I don't understand. That's okay. We could keep moving, though. It's all right. So we're back with Drew and Joey and he tells Joey that she should share her sweater and he gives her permission to eat him if he dies first. (laughs) (laughs) And she says that she saw some cans of food. Maybe there's something they could eat. So she's like reaching on the top shelf of something and he's like warning her, but she doesn't listen to him. Like, would you listen to this guy? I wouldn't. No, I would never listen to him. So she loses her balance and she falls back and Drew catches her and then he goes and he kisses her like, no consent, just kisses her. Yeah, like see, he's just really bad at, like, reading the situation. So what I mean is, in a typical, like, drama or romance, whatever, that's, like, super romantic. The guy rescues the girl and sweeps her off her feet and plants a big one on her. But in this case, like, they don't have that kind of relationship. There is no actual flirting between them. Like, there's more loathing than anything. Granted, loathing and love is, like, a very thin line. These two have not that kind of chemistry at all. Yeah. So, 
I don't know what he was thinking when he did that. He just took advantage of the situation or he just was a complete dunce who just doesn't know how to read situations or social cues. I don't know. I didn't understand it either. I really didn't understand why they had him kiss her. Mm. Distraction. He's just, he's just being Drew. Yeah. And so uh, Drew was trying to take advantage of the situation then, most likely. Yeah. So she punches him right in the face. And he's like, you could have just said thanks. <laughs> she could have done a lot worse. But this is like old Joey again. Remember when she punched Grant Bodine in the detention episode? Yeah. For and calling... I mean, it's totally fine. I mean, she swung first and asked questions later. I don't know about a right hook, though. I probably would have slapped him. I don't know about a punch, but well, whatever. <laughs> he put his DNA on her mouth. <laughs> it would have been worse if he didn't let her go when she pulled away. Yeah. It was very weird, though, when she fell backwards. It was almost like a dream. She was like, and then like the way that they kissed, it almost looked like she was into it for a second. And then she realized what was happening and she punched him. I don't know. If it was, it was for like a nanosecond. And that nanosecond was more surprise than interest. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think she was interested. It was just sort of like, what is happening? Yeah, it was surprise. Not so much that she was into it. Just like... Took her a second for her brain to realize what happened was happening. Exactly. For her to like break off <laughs> the situation. <laughs> so now we're back at the party and Gretchen is telling Nick that she doesn't miss college life. She's like, I have a nice little life in Capeside, Nick. And he's trying to play her. He says that he knows when she's hiding something because her chin sticks out. And the little line on her chin drives him crazy. Goodness. <laughs> she's like, this isn't going to work, Nick. She's not going to fall for this. I'm sensitive boy routine and I'm not going to go upstairs to look at your guitar. So don't even ask. (laughs) And Pacey comes over and he hugs them both. And he says that it's so good to see them both together. And he brings up that, you know, she's still single, even though she's an amazing catch. And Gretchen says, all right, well, before you start to show off my teeth to prove what good breeding stock I am, uh, you'll have to excuse me because somebody else is like calling her over. Yeah. So then Pacey tells Nick that Gretchen talked about him their entire ride up. And he's like, what happened between the two of you? And I wrote, oh, I don't know. Nick is a fuck boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But at this point, Pacey doesn't know about. um, No, Pacey isn't aware. He also isn't aware of the pregnancy that she had. He also hasn't yet seen how much of a fuck boy this guy is. Right now, all he sees is a guy who's interested in his sister. And that's the only person that he's interested in. Yeah, it and he's like being until... cool with Pace, like he's showing being pa- um really cool with Pacey, like yeah, you no, know, kind of like an older brother type thing, but exactly. So Pacey doesn't see all of the sides to him yet, yet. Right, right, right. Uh, Nick says that their lives just moved into two separate directions, and then he notices a girl staring at Pacey, and she says, "I think I see someone who wants to move in your direction." And we see the girl wave at Pacey, <laughs> and Pacey waves back. And he says, I don't think that would be such a great idea. And Nick's like, her name's Christy. She likes horses, water sports, and back rubs from guys just like you, buddy. She's into water sports and horses. So she's a horse girl, and she likes being pissed on. And (laughs) she likes (laughs) fuckboys. So she likes to ride men, get wet, and be touched. Got it. Well, isn't that every girls fantasy <laughs> probably not most of them but yeah ride get wet and be touched yep <laughs> that, that's my fantasy 
Pacey's like, I have someone back home. I can't, I can't be doing anything with Christy. There once was a girl named Christy. She made me feel a little bit misty. And then <laughs> blah, 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 blah. At the end of the night, she'll kiss me. <laughs> oh, Pacey. Christy Livingstone. So next, like, is that someone here? And then he tells him what room that he can use upstairs to bang and where the condoms are. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to Gretchen. And Pacey tries to tell him, he's like, it's not happening, Nick. But Nick cuts him off and he says, guys like us, we got to look out for each other. <laughs> he's such a putz. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that right there. Nope, sir. <laughs> you can't see my sister now. So then we cut to Pacey's face and he's like, what is happening? Like, yeah. is this guy really like a fucking like, idiot? Yeah. So now we're with Graham. She's putting flowers in a vase and her hair is down and she's wearing a dress. And then Dawson stops by. And before he can get anything out as to why he stopped over, he looks at her and he goes, wow. And she's like, what? What is it? And he's like, you look so beautiful, Grams. I was like, that's she so did sweet. Look, she did look so pretty, though. She did. She goes, oh, oh, thank you. I hope this dress isn't too much. I wouldn't want anyone to think what date but dating, dating, what date? Ah, I lost it, Jamie. Damn it. I wouldn't want anyone to think we're dating. <laughs> I don't know. So then Dawson tells her that getting into any new relationship can be intoxicating. And she says, I noticed that you don't have any clothes for the church. And I know that, you know, Jennifer is the way at a fishing concert. And he's like, fish broke up. It's now called widespread panic. She's like, hmm, I know a bank where the wild thyme blows, where ox lips and the nodding violet grows. <laughs> she puts a daisy in her hair. She's like, now, what is it that you want to talk about, Dawson? I'm losing grams right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. He's like, it's okay, Stephen. It's okay. He's like, don't worry about it, grams. Just have a good night tonight. So then he goes to leave and she turns around and she goes, I know he's sick. Isn't that what you were trying to tell me? And he's like, so he told you? Of course not. Arthur Brooks wouldn't just come out and tell someone that. And Dawson's like, well, how did you know? And she's like, I've been a nurse for 47. I've been a (laughs) (laughs) I've been a nurse for 47 years and a woman a few years longer than that. And then Dawson asks if she knows how she can start something with him. He's like, well, how do you know that you can start something with him then, Grams? It's very simple. We laugh together. We share the same interests. Do you know how hard it is to find a friend like that, Dawson? He's like, yeah, I think I do, Grams. I think I do. But I also know how hard it is when it doesn't last. A moment, a single moment of true joy is more powerful than a lifetime of sorrow. And I thought that was the same line that Will was saying when they were going to see Aunt Gwen when they stopped at that little diner. Hmm. it's almost like the same type of thing they're like reusing their their like storylines so pacey tells gretchen that her ex puts the a in a hole and he's a world-class jerk and gretchen's like yeah i've been telling you that all day pacey like i don't know why you've been ignoring me and pacey says well i guess we both had enough for tonight right she's like look you don't need to protect me and he says he's the reason you left school isn't he she's like i'm the reason i left school pacey And he's like, what did he do to you? She's like, nothing I didn't allow to happen. She's like, it's not all his fault. I can't blame him and neither should you. And he's like, for what? And that's what she tells him that she got pregnant and had a miscarriage. So then he apologizes and he's like, I wouldn't have kept pushing if I I knew. And Pacey's like, what did Nick do when he found out? 
she's like, I never told him. Like, what would he do, Nick, if he knew that she had a miscarriage? He probably would be like, either put on a phony act like he cared or just be like relieved because he didn't want a kid. Like, I don't think he'd show any sort of like. This brings up a really great question. I mean, would if I had a boyfriend or a guy that I was hooking up with and got pregnant and then lost it Mm -hmm. from a miscarriage, would I tell him? What is there a point? Well, I think you would tell him if you were in a serious relationship. I in think a serious would... relationship, yes, because I would feel like that would be something that emotionally you guys like you would have to go through together, right? Uh, but I don't know what their relationship actually was. Well, to me, it just sounds like they were just fucking all the time. It definitely sounds that way, even though she brought him to Christmas dinner last year because she probably thought she really liked him and then like then realized he was a fuck boy, yeah, she probably like probably saw him for what he was and was just like i can't believe i started to fall for this guy she probably grew up a lot when she found out she was pregnant and then lost it yeah i mean i'm sure she probably was like terrified when she found out and then was just like i got pregnant by this guy like he's not even really like a serious relationship for me so i don't know but things happen in mysterious ways they do you know she got the miscarriage, and then that didn't have to happen. She wasn't going to have a baby with some guy that she really wasn't in love with. You never know. So Pacey's like, what a dick. I can't believe I was hanging out with that guy thinking how cool he was. He's like, I'm going to go hurt him. But Gretchen says, no, you're not. I am not a victim here, Pacey, and I don't want him to know. And I'm, like, on her side. Like, I'm glad that she's looking at, like, she was she was involved in the situation as well. Yes. She's taking responsibility and yes. she's acknowledging that, you know, she owned up to her part in the situation and she took care of the situation as an adult. I like, agree. I cannot stand it when people do not take responsibility for their fucking actions. I can't stand it. And they it's blame such... everybody around them. Yes. It is such yeah. a pet peeve of mine. Like, Annoying. but yeah, I, I just, just take responsibility for your fucking actions. Be a fucking adult, you know? So anyway, she says, nobody knows about this except for Dawson. Basie's like Dawson I'm your brother and I don't even know but I didn't even know about it and she's like well he's my friend Pacey and he's like well I'm your brother with a very specific idea of how a sister should behave <laughs> yeah and she says that she left school to work on who she wants to be I can't try fitting into everybody else's idea of what that is and Pacey says fair enough at least you know who Nick really is so then Gretchen says to Pacey everything you like about him I still like about him too which is like normal. Like she doesn't hate him. No, she's, she's not mad very... about it. No, she's like still like there's him. No, there's no bitter right anything. Yeah, he's just a fucking idiot. And um, Nick comes over and he sort of takes Gretchen away. And Pacey's just confused. Like I don't know why she's still hanging out with him then after all the stuff she just told me. But she's an adult and she's gonna make her own choices. So now we cut back to Dawson watching back footage of Brooks saying. Um, Brooks in that scene that he did where he's talking about his girlfriend that left him. Right. And Dawson tells Brooks that he doesn't understand why he would want to cut this scene before it's over. Your expression says more than any words ever could. And Brooks is like, you're developing a pretty good eye, Mr. Leary. (laughs) I think I'm losing him too. (laughs) And Brooks tells Dawson how he feels about Grams. So he got her earrings. And he's like, "Is is it too much? Is this too much? <laughs> and Dawson's like, I don't want to get involved. 
uh, I'm not in the right place to give advice about this um, because I've done this situation before and it sort of fell um, back on me, <laughs> blew up in my face, as it were. <laughs> Brooke says, is that because a dying man just told you he's fond of a woman who's like a grandmother to you? And Dawson says, do you have any idea what she went through with her late husband? And Brooke says, I do. If I care about her, how could I put her through all that again? And he says, one thing worse than the pain of loss is the aching void of inaction. She's not the kind of person who can live with that. She knows I'm sick. So Dawson's confused because they both know he's sick, but neither are saying anything about it. So Brooks is like, no need. It's both obvious and inevitable. Make no mistake about it, kid. God intends to kill us all. You'll find that you don't have to have your life dictated by cosmos. You fall in love. You fall. In- <laughs> what? You fall in love with a cos. <laughs> you fall in love with the wrong woman. You tell fate to piss off. You don't like its plans for you. Sure, they're heartache to be had, but it's a small price to pay for living and dying on your own terms. So Dawson's like, give her the, just give her the earrings, Brooks. Just give it to her. And Brooks is like, thank you, kid. Like, he needed permission, you know? Like I know. Like, he's an old man. Like, just fucking give them to her. <laughs> do you, bro? Do you? <laughs> I do like that he's living on his own terms, though. But I didn't realize that they were they were making him sick with cancer. Yeah. I didn't realize he and Graham's, like, relationship progressed. <laughs> came so, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they had this little flirty thing during the Christmas party, but that was that was it. Yeah. Well, they I guess they were talking on the phone. Maybe they went to breakfast. Maybe they had a little hanky-panky. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> That's like me thinking about my own grams, okay? Just no. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Jen's out of town. <laughs> Jen's out of town. It's the it's the freaky deaky weekend at the um the Ryan household. Yeah. The Ryan household, yeah. When Jen's away, Grams will play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag. That's our new hashtag for this oh uh, for this episode. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So now we're with Nick and he's asking Gretchen if she ever thinks about him. She's like, very rarely. And he's like, Jen. <laughs> so then she laughs and she's like, all right, occasionally. And he tells her that he thinks about her. And Gretchen is letting him know that they had a lot of good times together had being the operative word, we are past tense. He says, we're old friends, and old friends know ways to make you tick. And Gretchen says, there are a lot of things that you don't know about me. A lot's happened to me since I've left. And he's like, we've gotten more beautiful. And then he invites her up to his room. (laughs) Jeez. He's like, you're very beautiful. Let's go upstairs. (laughs) I can't contain it in my pants anymore. I know. I know. So she's like, you're drunk. And you're gorgeous. She's like, do you ever change? And he says, I know. It was so weird. And and he's like five feet tall. Like, no offense to short people. No offense to all you short kings out there. But like. <laughs> the short kings alone. I mean, he must have a massive penis to be like this much of a fuck boy. For someone as short as he is. Um, He says, you know who I am. Isn't that why you came? And don't say it's because of your car. Because we both know that that's not true. And he tells her that she's come the distance. Doesn't she want to go all the way? <laughs> Isn't that a song? I'm going the distance. Ter- it's a Hercules. Hercules no. goes the distance. No, I know what song that is. No, I think it's a it's another song. 
Um, I'll have to look it up. So she follows him upstairs, Jamie. And Pacey. Whatever. She knows what she's doing. She's sober and an adult. Sober sister Cece. Drink with your brain. That's our motto. (laughs) (laughs) As you're dead. And then run over a balcony. (laughs) Yes. Wait, what does she say? She's like, hey, Ted, what's up? (laughs) And he's like, this isn't Ted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. My bad. (laughs) Go men outside. So, yeah, Pacey sees all this happening. He's not happy about it. He's like, what is she doing? Like, what is she doing? Um, so now we're back in the storage room. Drew is really mad at Joey, and she says, I was just trying to help. If anyone should be upset, it should be me. And he says, You tried to kill me. <laughs> He's got like a big black eye now. Huh? And she says, Well, you tried to kiss me. He says, I saved your life. I was just acting on the moment. And she says, Yeah, well, so was I. He says, How did a pretty girl like you get so damn mean? She's like, I'm not mean. I'm not mean. <laughs> okay, I'm a little bit mean. <laughs> He says, are you kidding? The bus boys are terrified of you. They call you El Toro. Oh, that's what I wanted to look up. I don't know what El Toro means. (laughs) Jamie. (laughs) Got you. Jamie, Google Whitehead. (laughs) El Toro. (laughs) It's a bull. It means the bull. Oh, they're scared of the bull. All right. She says, when you're used to living on your own, you learn to take care of yourself. And I guess you develop a little bit of a thick outer shell. Like that stuff that you put on ice cream. <laughs> Yum. Tough on the outside, gooey on the inside. Delicious and sweet. That's Joey Potter for you. That's Joey Potter. He says, at least your father's in prison. Having to spend time with my dad is like being in prison. And mm-hmm. she says, I thought your dad was this wealthy businessman. And then he tells her that he was the coolest guy in the world until he caught him fervently studying the Kama Sutra on his mother's new Mexican tile kitchen floor with someone who was most definitely not my mother. And then Drew starts shivering. So then Joey shares her um her big duster sweater with him. <laughs> and he's like, bless you. <laughs> She's like, keep your hands where I can see them and we're fine. So he says, is Pacey going to be looking for you? And she's like, no, he's on a road trip with his sister. He says, how do you stay in a relationship with someone who was so opposite of you? And she's like, we're not that different. And he says, oh, please, you're responsible and reasonable. He's reckless and rash. She says, oh. But the part of the recklessness is that he's always surprising me. And part of the rashness is that he's intensely passionate. Those differences are important. They make for a richer relationship. <laughs> I was like, all right, I didn't ask for all that. <laughs> and Drew's like, maybe in high school, just to keep the world's cutest couple together. She's like, do you want me to break your nose? <laughs> and he's like, lighten up, Potter. Lighten up, Harry Potter. <laughs> Potter. <sighs> yeah, I was like... Oh my god, what dialogue is this? <laughs> the way he's reckless and reasonable is because he's so important to the circumstances of our relationship, and it makes it so much brighter and happier than it ever was. He's That's- reckless, he's passionate. <laughs> rash and rash and reckless. I don't know. I don't know. It's not even important. So now we see Nick and he takes Gretchen up to his tiny little room where there's candle, like lit candles everywhere. Yeah. Dangerous. Fire hazard. Fire hazard. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was watching those candles. Okay. You don't leave a room unattended with candle. No, no. Unless somebody was in the room before he ran in and then they like ran under the bed or something. They were like, oh, he's coming. I can hide in the closet now. I know. Sure was, like, yeah, I mean that's a thing, you know. That's that's voyeurism. So 
he's like, look, I'll let you, I'll let you watch us in the closet. Just he's into it, man. He's into it, you know. Gretchen's like expecting somebody. (laughs) Um, no, she's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he says, Why? You knew this was going to happen. He's like, You've been think. Oh, this is the part that made me gag. All this dialogue. He goes, You've been thinking about this since you left. I know you, Gretchen. I know how you think. She's like, Well, what am I thinking right now? He says how amazing my arms feel around you that I fit you like a puzzle piece that's been missing that you'll lose yourself in me for the rest of the night and never look back. <laughs> and then she actually makes out with them. I was like, that was so, that was gross. I can't believe she like actually gave into that, but she kisses them and then she like pushes them off and he like lays back and then she opens up a little and then he passes out. Yeah. Like to do it again. And she, Pushes them off again, then yeah, he passes out. He just goes to sleep. He's drunk. Good night. It's probably for the best. Let's be honest here. Guys that drunk usually have performance issues, so she's probably saving herself some frustration. I never did. Well, you're lucky. (laughs) Before he he passes out, he was like, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm the person that's wrong for you, but that's why a girl like you wants a guy like me. And I was like, a girl like you? What does that mean? I don't know. The entire thing was every time he opened his mouth, I was just offended. <laughs> yeah, he I'm was such kidding, a pause. Sort of. So she, he's passed out and she gives him a peck on the cheek and she says, thank you, Nick Taylor. <laughs> so then it's the next day and Pacey's fixing Gretchen's car. He says that he fixed the car, but he wishes that he could do the same for her life. And she doesn't understand how she would fall for someone like Nick. And he says it's his own fault because he pushed her to be with him and he wanted her to be with somebody he understood. Somebody a little more like me. And she's like, you're nothing like Nick. And Pacey tells her that she deserves somebody who's going to listen to her and commit to her and make her the absolute center of his universe. You deserve someone like, and then she cuts him off. She says, someone like Dawson, Dawson, Dawson. I was like, Pacey had to know where he was going with that one. Like, I mean, is he pushing her towards Dawson now? I don't know. He doesn't know what he was doing. I think he just started describing something and she just was like, oh, you mean somebody like Dawson? Yeah. And he was just like, I mean, I wasn't going to say his name, but yeah, I guess that's who I just described, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. The guy who made you a mixed CD. All right. I concede. <laughs> he says, oh, that's not conceding this episode. <laughs> I know it's your favorite word. <laughs> it's my word of the day. Happy vocabulary, guys. He says, oh, that's not what I said. And she tells him nothing happened last night, but it almost did. But she came back to say goodbye to Nick and to a part of herself she always struggled with. She says, do you know where I got the strength to say goodbye? From you, Pacey. <laughs> it's like, whatever. And she tells him he's right. She deserves so much better than Nick. And my heart knows that because I have a brother who treats me so well. I was like, are they going to make out? <laughs> um, so they hug. <laughs> it got a little weird for a second. Everybody's making out this episode. Well, watching them, I was like, I wonder if they ever dated in real life. Because they, they have chemistry. The way that they were, like, talking to each other was weird. I didn't really get that vibe. I had the sibling vibe. But, I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I saw something deeper, Jamie. You see deeper things in everything. I bet you they banged in real life. I bet you. <laughs> Joshua Jackson, sir. We've got some questions. God, I wonder how many people that he slept with. I don't want to know. Let's find out. <laughs> it's not my business, Steven. It's not your business. It's not our well, business. That's the man's we'll, business. Let him have his business. We'll DM him and ask. No, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. Hey, um, Mr. Jackson, um, 
how many women have you fucked in your life <laughs> before your wife and kid and, arrived? Um, which one of the percentage were actresses that you worked with? Can you tell us that? And then can we break it down and be more specific? I want to know who, when, where, why, and how. Exactly. That's what I want to know. Just kidding. Don't give us that information. It's really rude to ask. Because <laughs> <laughs> he listens to us. You never know. We could blow up one day and he might listen to us and then be like, these fucking people. <laughs> be the, we can be a woke podcast and ask people up front about um, uh, we can change our whole our whole um, route no. of what we do That's and just not. be very straightforward and say, look, we want to be woke. Can you just tell us how many people you fucked? <laughs> no, how I don't even just. So, I'm just talking. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> We're moving on now. <laughs> um she wants to listen to dawson's mix in the car because he's mm. like i have a cd if you want to listen to it and she's like i already have a cd in mind oh shit. she's gonna she's gonna jerk off in the car to dawson's music she's gonna cry she's gonna pull justin timberlake and cry me a river <laughs> oh just kidding i'm kidding cry me, I'm kidding. Cry me cry me so Dawson and Jack are now painting the nursery and he asks Jack if he believes in inevitability. And Jack mm-hmm. says, you mean like, did I bust my shoulder because of fate? And Dawson says, yeah. Do you ever wonder if you could have changed what happened? Jack says, you have no idea how many times I've thought about that one. He says he doesn't know, but he's sick of thinking about it. Did you, do you ever think about that? What? Inevitability. No. Do you think things happen the way they're supposed to happen? Or do you think it's all by chance? I just think shit happens. I don't know. I Do sometimes think- it depends. It depends on what it is. Sometimes I think things uh come into your life or people come into your life and they come and go in the times when you need them. You know what I mean? I, I, I do believe that. I think things happen and we go through things that we need to go through. Whether it's part of the plan or it's just the way the cards are dealt, I don't know. But I do especially like the last year or two or couple you know with certain events and and people that i've met and come and gone you know i just um i do think that there are certain people that come into our lives that come into our lives when we need them the most whether we know that we do or not Mm -hmm. and then sometimes those people they leave when they're supposed to or they don't i mean it just i don't know yeah it's an interesting thought um sometimes i think everything's already like planned out god i hope not like sometimes i do think that and then other times i i think that if it's meant to be it'll be it'll be baby just let it be because we have free will yes yes we do so yeah but i also think it's weird when like weird coincidences happen so shit happens man i don't know i don't know it's all a big question mark. The universe is all a big question mark. So yeah, I don't know, Dawson, if I can answer that question, if I believe in inevitability. Um, but he says that Brooks is dying and he's actively pursuing a relationship with Grams. Who knows, but doesn't seem to mind. Jack says maybe he finds strength in taking action and she finds strength in her religion. And he says the arbitrary nature of life and love can be frightening. Everybody deals with it differently. Even you, Dawson. 
And Dawson says he's just trying not to make the same mistakes as he did in the past. And Jack says, maybe they're not mistakes. Maybe you're supposed to be in the exact place in this moment in time with a girl that you wanted way before Joey Potter holding a letter that expresses exactly how you feel about her. (laughs) So then we cut to Drew and Joey in the storage room and they're asleep sitting up on the floor and Joey wakes up and says, I thought it was a nightmare. (laughs) And she's like, did you sleep? Did you sleep? And he says, no, someone was sawing lumber all night. She's like, I do not snore. (laughs) So then Joey hears a buzzing and Drew's like ignoring it. She's like, what is that? What is that noise? And he's like, I don't hear anything. Go back to sleep. (laughs) And she's like, Drew. Look at her. He's like looking up in the the ceiling and looking on the shelves. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. No, you're hearing shit. Go back to sleep. It's in your head. But she goes in his pocket and takes his phone. (laughs) He's like, hey, wait a minute. I need at least dinner and a movie first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she answers it and they find out where they're at. She's like, you orchestrated this whole thing. And Drew says, no, why would I do that? Because you're a sick, twisted, pathological little pervert. He says, do you really think I do all this to have you fall asleep on my shoulder? And she says, well, how do I know what you were doing while I was sleeping? And he goes, I resent that. I was a gentleman. I did not peek down your shirt and look at your bra with the little pink bow in the front clasp. <laughs> and I think he said she's a 34C. Yeah, that's an impressive. <laughs> okay. Well, she showed her boobs in um, a movie. So you can go check them out if you want. I'm okay. I have my own to look at. I don't need to look at anybody else's. <laughs> you can just Google it. I'm sure they'll come up. <laughs> Poor woman. So... So Mrs. Valentine comes storming in and she says, what did you do to my son? Joey's like, ask him. It was all his doing. And Mrs. Valentine says, oh, you're actually going to suggest that my son would rather be locked in a closet with you than spend the weekend with his father. And then Joey's just like, oh, my God. Oh, that's what you were doing. True. You bastard. You did it on purpose. Yep. So she realizes what's up and she and Drew make... she kind of felt a little bad for him in that moment, though. Like, damn, he would rather spend time with me, whom he does not like, apparently, than go see his own flesh and blood father. That I agree with. I do think she gave him a little bit of grace in that, in that period because she yeah. just was like... She absorbed it and realized the fact that he probably did it on purpose and then felt bad for him because that's that's what he chose to do with his time. Right. So he's she's like, I'll see you in school, Drew. See you in school. Bye. You figure out this aftermath, but I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I want nothing to do with your f- fucking weirdo mother. I'm out. Five thousand. So now Gretchen pulls up to her beach bungalow where I want to live, um, and she finds the note from Dawson. Yeah. So I'm gonna read this note. Okay. Okay. This letter. So she's like driving. She's like starting to tear up in her eyes. And- Listening to her mixtape. Listening to her, <laughs> what was on her mix CD? What, what I don't even know. Was? Um, there's also cuts of like Brooks and Grams, and he's giving her the earrings. And there's a cut of, um, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, Mitch and Gal, and they're like looking at the baby, baby sonogram. picture, the sonogram. Yeah, yep. But we still don't know what it is. Nope. So Dawson writes, "Dear Gretchen." I really enjoyed talking to you in my room, in your room today. Try not to be nervous about starting high school. I know you're going to find people who understand you. 
There's something that I didn't get the chance to tell you. There's someone truly special in my life that I can't stop thinking about. She's unlike anyone I've ever met. Smart and funny and beautiful. And just knowing she's in my life gives me this constant fluttering at night. (laughs) When I think about who I can talk to about this, who will understand, the only person who comes to mind is you. And that's the problem, because you are the one that I feel this way about. I think about you constantly. Every little thing you do. The Elvis Costello sticker you put in your spiral notebook. The way your bangs have grown out every day now for six months until Monday when you were finally able to put it all in a ponytail. I was like, that was so unnecessary. And today, when you invited me to stay and talk to you after Pacey left, it occurred to me that you must think about me too. If I tried to tell anyone else, they would say that you and I are impossible, that our lives are too different, that we can never be right for each other, but we understand each other and we care about each other. And years from now, I believe that we still will. Your friend forever, Love Dawson. (laughs) So wait, she was going into high school. So she was like 14. And we figured out that he's three years younger than her. So he's like 11 writing those? Yeah. It's impressive for an 11 year old. Well, I think it's weird that she was 14 and she's like talking to him at 11. Well, Uh, he probably was over hanging out with Pacey. And was just talking to her while Pacey was doing whatever he was doing. And he just like, you know, I don't know. Pacey was busy looking up pornos. He's a boy with a crush on his friend's sister. So Dawson's outside doing something with a hammer. I don't even know what the fuck he was doing. Did you catch that? No, I have no idea. Building something. Maybe he was fixing something for the baby's room. I don't know. <laughs> I could have All of a sudden he's Mr. Handyman now that he was doing all that house like housework for Mr. Brooks. Now yeah. he's Mr. You know Dawson Handy. So <laughs> God, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah, he's like doing stuff around the house now. He's like, I know how to use a hammer. I got this. And a paintbrush. And a paintbrush. Yeah, he used all those skills that he learned from fixing up Mr. Brooks' house. He used that. He used that in this episode. He's like, Mom, don't call anybody. I'll paint it. That's what I he's do. He's painting. He's, you know, using a hammer and fixing stuff. He's catching <laughs> on to things creativity-wise. Mr. Brooks gave him a, a compliment. He said, must be the people you're hanging out with now, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we can thank Mr. Brooks for the knowledge that has been bestowed upon Dawson and the fact that between Mr. Brooks and Gretchen, Dawson has grown as a, a character. Finally, yeah. maturity. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, he's actually likable. And I wonder if Jane Zanderbeek was saying, like, look, you got to do something for my character because I didn't even like him last year. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm ready to to end 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 it myself. You know, it's yeah. time for Dawson to to go five. He's time for Dawson to become an addict or something. Go off to, <laughs> to Italy. I don't know. He's like, uh, I'm going to drown in the creek if you don't do something with my character. <laughs> time to go crash another boat this time for real. No, just kidding. Don't do that. No. <laughs> So, yeah, Gretchen pulls up and she's like running to him. She's got tears running down her face and he turns around and he says, what took you so long? She's like, I had to do something first. And then they kiss each other. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, it just kind of wraps up and jumps around. Oh, the one couple we did miss was uh, Pacey and Joey on the little pier Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, just popped in my head, but that yeah, that's the episode. Yeah, yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was a good way to sort of give some backstory to Gretchen and move her character along with Dawson. And um, 
you know, the C storyline was obviously the whole thing with Joey and Drew. But next week we get episode 12, the T of Pacey or Tay. I don't know how to pronounce it. T-E. Probably Tay. Or the Tao and the Tay. Oh, yeah. I would, I'm going to go with that. The Tay yeah. of Pacey. The Tay, the Tao. Um, all right. Well, Jamie, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? I'm looking forward to the next one, mainly because I don't really remember what happens next. Next um, is the birthday, his birthday episode. Oh, okay. I'm excited for the next one because I I know that there's some drama that's going to happen. I just don't remember exactly what the drama is, yeah. but I'm excited for it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that episode, too. I always remember back then these two episodes. I always put them together because mm-hmm. of the names of the episodes. And I know that they're both basically stories of Dawson and Pacey, Mm -hmm. but um, I never remember what they were even about. Like, honestly, I don't even remember watching this episode. So I remember these episodes as it was like occurring. And I remember that there's drama in the next one. And we finally really get to see what Pacey's been dealing with and what his family is like. We finally get to see that in the next episode. So I'm looking forward to it because I've only seen this episode once before, (laughs) like most of the show. Uh, And it's been a while. It's been, you know, like at least two years. (laughs) So crazy. Ready for it. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. Well, Jamie, before we go, I would like to read another review on Apple Podcasts from a listener. Yeah. So this person is, I'm going to butcher it. It's 5-A-N-T-O-R-Y-T-O-A. So however you say that, we appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah. So this person wrote, has Jamie not seen seven? (laughs) Awesome podcast. I was looking for a DC podcast that was actually funny. Good stuff. And I love it when you guys go off topic and tell little side stories. I could listen to you guys all day. Love it. LFG. I love you. Hand sign. Well, that was really nice. Um, I wish that I knew how to pronounce your username or your screen name, but we appreciate all reviews or any reviews. So thank you for that. May we I do. Know? We definitely do. And and I don't know, Jamie, have you seen Seven since we've I talked about it? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I was actually just looking it up because I couldn't remember. So it's on HBO and a bunch of other stuff. Prime. I would recommend it. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, um, Morgan Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, and I don't know in between. I know they're just like a bunch of celebrities, but check it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It sounds familiar, but I know that I didn't see it. To be honest, I'm not like the biggest Brad Pitt junkie, so. It's still a good movie. I remember seeing it in the theaters, and I wasn't really even, like, I knew what it was about, but. It's a very dark movie, like, but it's interesting. It's about the seven deadly sins. Hmm. And Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are police detectives and they're like looking for the seven deadly sins killer or person who's like hurting people with the seven deadly sins. Um, It is interesting. And Morgan Freeman's like about to retire, but this is like his last case or something. Definitely check it out. Yeah, maybe I will. We'll see. I have a lot of things I'm supposed to be checking out. That doesn't seem to be high on my priority, but thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> I mean, I think I need to be just convinced on it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and thank you again for the um, review. That was really sweet of you. And yes, thank you. If you would like to support us, 
you can give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we really do appreciate you guys and everything that you do every time you engage with us and you share our content, you download our content, you tell your friends about it and you review um, just all of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We love you. Like literally everything that we hear or read or see from you guys, it's amazing. It like truly is amazing. Um, but Jamie, I think that we can end the episode. I am so tired right now. Yeah, and um me too. I feel I'm starting to feel like crap. And no, yeah, get some rest, drink some fluids, take some medicine. I hope I am not getting really sick, but take some vitamin C. Um, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Of course. So you can find my bookstagram on Instagram at jlyn underscore book lover. Beautiful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can join our Facebook group under the same name. And you can also send us your feedback or any type of email with a funny story that you would like us to read on the next episode at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us monetarily, join our new Patreon, where we currently have two different tiers, where we have exclusive monthly bonus content, where we recap the Dawson's Creek spinoff, Young Americans. Um, Next month, well, I guess it would be January when this comes out. We are currently on the third episode. So hopefully that's out by the time this is out. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um. But yeah, check that out. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, Just go to any of our link trees in any of our bios and all the details are over there. Um, But we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope you had a happy new year and a great holiday season. And we will be back next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Bye. Stay safe, everyone. Later, guys. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Talking about Dawson's Creek.